This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody who sees me are gonna know that I have a big booty. You can't hide that. <laughs> so might as well make money from people staring anyways. Welcome to Millennial, the home of pretend adulting and real talk. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. I'm Pamela. And we're joined by one of our friends and one of our listeners, Tiara, this week. Hi, Tiara. Welcome to, welcome back, I should say, to the pod. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be back. I have butterflies all up in my stomach, but, and I'm a little red, but we're okay. We're here. You're fine. You're fine. And you're, you said you're purposely showing cleavage before we started recording. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you got to, if we're talking about OF, I got to reel in some people here. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking to gain new followers. Right. It's really like two birds with one stone here because, you know, you're promoting Literally. your OF. We could also promote your cleavage on Patreon, which is the only place that you can see the full version of this podcast on video anyway. So we appreciate your business and your... It's the millennial sex appeal. I might not be OF Orcas, but I'm there. (laughs) Chloe, do you like a close-up crop just so that we can really milk this for all? I mean, I can like really hold on. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's definitely Friday here in the Millennial Recording Studio. I love it. The Friday before an extended holiday weekend here in America. So yeah, Tiara said OF. We are discussing OnlyFans today. Tiara is a creator on OnlyFans. We're very excited to have this conversation with you, Tiara, because we actually had... You joined us for, speaking of Patreon, one of our uh, Patreon Bay Hangouts a month or two ago. And you were sharing a lot of interesting information about OnlyFans. And Laura, Pam, and I were privately messaging each other, being like, we should really have her on the show sometime to discuss this, because we think our listeners would be interested as well. So, and then Tiara heard us discussing this in the planning meeting benefit and emailed us about it before we could email her. So, thank you (laughs) for doing that. (laughs) I waited a couple of days, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put this, I'm just going to send this, and hopefully I am the Tiara that they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if not, then I'm going to have to send a follow-up email, be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Regard, like, no. Disregard and that other email. That was also on me. I, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm usually the person that sends the emails for guests on the show. And because we record on Fridays, it's like, nobody checks their email on Friday. Like, I don't want it to get buried in all of the spam everyone gets 
it's over the weekend. So I'm just going to wait. And yeah. And then we saw that you had already emailed. I was like, this is great. I don't have to figure out how to reach out and stuff. I just want to put it out there. I'm an executive producer. Patron. So like that's yes. why I got to hear it. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I, I pay for that 20, $20 a month tier. I support you. Like we're all, yeah. I'm like, I'm thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Anything for you guys. And also thank you for plugging that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for plugging yeah. that. But you, you should have known I was talking about you because during the planning meeting, I said TR with the cleavage, we should have her on. <laughs> You didn't hear that part? That's exactly what very straight Andrew said. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pride Month's over. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. The Supreme Court certainly thinks so. They were like, it's the last day. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just absolutely amazing. uh, The timing of that. So, Tiara, one reason we wanted to have you on, too, in addition to the reason or two I, I said a few minutes ago, is that we think that this could be a helpful inside look for people for a variety of reasons, including knowing what it's really like to be an OnlyFans creator. And maybe some of our listeners, or maybe they have friends, want to know what it's what it's like because they're considering becoming a creator. So tell us what you do. So what I do is I actually do fetish content, and I really focus on hosiery. And now my focus has also included more feet content, which I feel like is a big thing. Um, But I mainly got into it for hosiery. Like that's the majority of my business, but I don't do any pornography and I actually am not nude like at all. So that's where I live. Like that's my niche. That's my happy place. You mentioned feet. You told us before we started recording, you are recording your feet right now. I am. I'm doing double duty today. So um, <laughs> I actually got a, you know, when you're when you're a creator, you're always looking for new ways to create your content where it doesn't feel stale. And I have a customer who he's the one who like really is kind of getting me into feet. He loves my feet. And so he actually suggested, I was like, I want to make more feet content, but I want it to be easy. And he goes, just go about your normal day and record your feet while you're going about your normal day. And so I figured since I was going to be sitting here and recording, I have a GoPro set up at my feet and I am just recording my feet while I do it. So that's amazing. That is really that cool. is incredible. Now, will you tell this person what you are doing when they receive this feet video? Like I, I recorded this while recording a podcast. Well, I, I won't cut out the audio. He likes it to be as realistic as possible. So he will oh. hear me talking about like him talking about the podcast. Yeah. And talking about yeah. him. He's a he's a really he's a really great customer that I have. So oh. I um oh. yeah, so I'll be talking about it. Yeah. He also follows That's me on really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, now I feel like we have an extra person in the studio. It's this guy who's gonna I watch know. the video. <laughs> oh, well, I can't hear you, right? Because you're on I my know. headphones. Yeah. I know, but we can make you say something potentially that he's going to hear, you know, based on how this conversation goes. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's so cool that when you say niche, I mean, you meant niche. This is incredibly specific, but also a great example of working smarter, not harder. It's, It's inspirational. Honestly, especially for me and Laura, who might want to get into this business to pay off our student loans. For real. 
I'll put a cam on my feet right now. <laughs> Will anybody buy this? Yeah, and it's definitely uh, it's it's something that I'm really grateful for. Um, you know, going into the business side of you know this whole industry, like you guys all probably or hopefully some of you guys would have heard me talking about midsize fashion a couple years ago, I think. Um, and then that's actually what got me into this, not not the podcast in particular, but fashion. Um, I posted, I think in 2017 or 2018, I posted a try on video about tights. I was trying, I was about to go to Europe during fall. And so I had went to target and got a whole bunch of tights. And because I film everything clothing wise that I buy for myself, I film it for the internet, you know, then that kind of that video exploded my channel. From that video, I got 18,000 followers, like virtually overnight. I mean, it wow. completely changed the whole trajectory of my career that this is. And I realized that that this might be something that was viable for me. That, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, Andrew, you probably have no context for this. Laura might. I wear tights a lot. And as somebody that is also mid-size, that's a video that I would have looked up if I hadn't already found brands that work for me because it's really hard to find a fit that you're going to be comfortable with. And I, I know that you you can speak to this really well. Sometimes like the back of the package is not helpful and isn't as accurate as, you know, they claim it to be. So there have been many times that I've, you know, bought a pair of tights and a pinch thinking that they would fit going on the back of the package and they just don't. So you're doing good work, yeah. like outside yeah. of the fetish stuff. Like that is really helpful information. And I have yeah. to say my TikTok algorithm serves up your videos all the time. <laughs> so I see you Ooh. like every day that I'm on TikTok and I have definitely gotten some fashion inspiration just by watching you. So thank you for that. You really are that doing God's so work happy. out oh here. My I'm going to start Aww. crying, Laura. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So, but this this first video you posted that blew up, that was on YouTube, right? Yeah, it was on YouTube. And the, the problem with YouTube is that um, my sister watches YouTube. Like, you know, <laughs> all, no my sister's 12. Yeah. And, you know, like I have lots of other people in my life who also watch YouTube. So I actually have a series, not just on YouTube, but across all of my social media called Tights Talk Tuesday. So I talk about tights once a week. And I give a review on Tight Start Tuesday, but everything is covered. I make sure that my entire butt is covered. You know, like I'm wearing a bodysuit. So like my body is not, you know, up front and center. And I'm just giving a review. I'm not talking about like the nuances of the tights. I'm not, you know, slowly stroking my legs. I'm literally just sit standing in front of the camera, side to side, talking about the things that I like, the things that I don't like, how much they are and what size that I got for my particular body which is really helpful. So that's kind of how I tease people, you know, about the tight yeah. stuff because it's a pretty popular series that I have on YouTube and on TikTok. And, you know, so that kind of like funnels people, like funnels them into yeah, my if they want more. OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very smart. Well, speaking of funneling people over, we know that you initially gave Patreon a shot before you moved over to OnlyFans. So can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to do that? 
Yeah. So I actually hired Andrew and this has nothing to do with Andrew's <laughs> consultation skills. He was fantastic. I accidentally um, put all of my content for free for the first month and was very, very oh. disappointed when I realized that that had happened because you have to change your settings in Patreon. But that aside, I could not handle the different tiers. I couldn't handle the way that that was set up, like giving, you know, this tier certain content and then this tier more content and then that tier more content on top of that. I could not maintain that kind of a posting schedule. Um, It was just too much work for me as a creator of what I do. So that's why I went over to OnlyFans. I actually was a fan before I was a creator. And this was back when OnlyFans was really just a subscription site. It wasn't known for what it is today, but I followed a podcast on OnlyFans. Like they had, yeah. So they had like content, like, like Patreon, but on OnlyFans. And I liked that you could tip so you could tip them. So that like at the end of their podcast, I'd be like, you know, if you like this podcast, make sure to tip us. So you're not, you didn't just have the, um, the subscription cost, but then you also had this like other level of tipping, which is something that Patreon doesn't have. It didn't have when I was on it. I don't know if it has changed. So what happened is that I got on that platform. I was doing simultaneous Patreon and OnlyFans and I could not, I was so burnt out. I couldn't do it. And so I specifically changed to OnlyFans because of the way that their structure is set up. And you mentioned tipping, but also you can do one-time sales, which Patreon just added, actually. They're starting to test it now. But I think the reason I bring this up is OnlyFans is clearly massive. Whether or not you're doing the type of content you do, whether you're a podcast, whether you're um, doing full-blown pornographic material, it's for a lot of different types of creators. And I think Patreon does feel a little threatened by it. So they are rolling out features that are more like OnlyFans. But of course, OnlyFans is still the right place for you. Do do you want to talk more about those one-time purchases? Yeah, so I can actually kind of tell you guys how the platform itself works and why it works so well for people like me or people who do um, like pornographic material and stuff like that. So when you sign up, you can either have a free account or you can have a paid account. I actually have both. So I have a free account, which I use to funnel people into my paid account. And then I have my paid account, which people pay a a subscription every single month. So every month, my base subscription, I think is $6 or $6.99. So I make, um, OnlyFans takes a 5% cut. So everything that I make on OnlyFans, they take a 5% cut. So what happens is that when you, so I post on my free account, I post a weekly photo set. I try and do a weekly photo set. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, um, just depending on the type of video that I'm posting on. So I, I post a photo set on Thursday and then on Friday, I send out a video. So I post a free video. So like a free mini version of the video, it's usually about a minute as a teaser and that's for free. And that goes on my actual main page. And then what I do is that I send out the full size video locked and I send that out to everybody who has followed me in their messages. And what they have to do is they have to pay per view. So they have to pay to view that whole video. 
So they get the free version of the video, which is about a minute, you know, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. But then my, you know, longer videos are always at least five minutes and most often between five to 10 minutes. So I have that as a set price. And then you can also do fundraisers. So, you know, if I buy stuff, like right now, I just had to buy a bunch of stuff for um, like replenishing my content, right? And so what I did is that I posted a fundraiser. So I have a goal and then people can, you know, give me money towards that goal. You can also tip. So I've had people, you know, really like a post, want me to post more stuff like that. And so they'll tip me on that post. And then I also have customs. So customs is actually the bread and butter of my entire business. So customs is when people can request something of me. So let's say that they have a particular pair of tights that they are like obsessed with. They like love these tights on me and they want me to do what is one that I'm working on right now. Okay. So there's this pair of tights. It's a nude pair of like super silky tights and he wants doctor's gloves. So like those latex gloves. So he wants to watch me put on the gloves. They need to be really tight and then touch my legs while I'm wearing these gloves. Right. This is a video that I would never film on my own. It's very, very specific. It's something that is very specific to him that he wants. Right. So he paid me. um, My my structure is set up. They almost never want more than ten minutes. Guys can't really last more than ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait a second. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have um, $15 for a five-minute video or $25 for a 10-minute video, right? So like that's how I have it set up. And then if you want like extra stuff, you have to pay me like if you want me to buy a specific, you know, the doctor's gloves, you have to pay me the price that it would cost for those doctor's gloves types of, you know, that kind of type of thing. But like that's my basic structure. And so then they tip me that money. And then it's not until they tip me that I actually start and I put it on my filming schedule. Have you considered raising your prices? When I wasn't overwhelmed with customs, my pricing was pretty standard considering I'm not showing like, you know, anything really. I'm not doing pornography or anything like that. So, you know, my pricings are kind of standard. However, um, people always complain about your prices, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. You know, if you're putting content out there, people are going to complain about it. And um, the more overwhelmed I get with customs, like it, let's say I get five customs in a week, that's a lot. That's a lot to film. So if I get overwhelmed with customs, then I will then start raising my prices. Okay. Oh, so like mm. so, some supply and supply demand. demand. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's smart. smart. I, I, because I, I just like hearing $25 for a 10-minute video. I feel like you could ask 50. <laughs> Easily. You know, some people do. Some people definitely yeah. do. And yeah, it is it is figuring out that right line, right? Because you want to continue having that steady drip of business coming in through the customs. But you don't want to shut people out and then you're not getting any money at all. And it's not a good look when you have to lower your prices either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Like I would imagine that it's, you know, it's important for a client to pay you, obviously, but what's more important is that the client keeps coming back. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There is a customer that I have. Um, he's a great guy. He does not order like anything crazy or anything that I'm uncomfortable with. 
but he does tend to order 20 minute videos and I charge him $75. All right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that's completely fair. Um, and, and maybe we might be a little bit, um, I might be jumping ahead here, but I have to imagine that, um, there are maybe some incorrect assumptions floating around in the ether about the kind of work that goes into making a custom video, for example. I imagine that the work that you have to do to prepare yourself to do the staging, to set the environment, set the lighting, like everything that you have to do to put together a quality piece of content takes significantly longer than just the time you're filming the video, I have to think. Yeah. So I always base my prices based on um, what my time is valued, mm-hmm. right? Good for so you. let's say a five minute video in reality, you know, if it's really easy, if it's just putting on a pair of tights, dancing to a couple of songs, you know, like that kind of stuff, it doesn't take me that long. And so that's what I base my price on. I'm like, I could get through, you know, let's say five people have ordered this. I could do this in less than an hour. Right. And that's minimal editing. You know, it's all of that is small. Right. But then when people start to get, you know, start to request longer videos that are really involved where I have to play a character, you know, where I have, you know, outfit changes or I have to talk to the camera. Like anytime that I have to talk to the camera, it always takes longer. You know, I want to do like multiple takes. Sometimes I go and edit and I'm like, God, I, I hate that. Like I have a booger up my nose the entire time. You know, it's like that. Video kind of editing stuff. can be a bitch. It's, it's yeah. harder than audio yeah. editing. It's really, really difficult. So anytime that I have that, or if it's something that I do not like to do, then I mm. always charge a little bit more. That's like fair. I hate, 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 hate any time that I have to be submissive. So like they have, they want a character that is submissive or that's like, you know, her wrists are tied or whatever. I cannot stand those videos. So I tend to jack my prices way up and then it weeds out the people who are like asking for it usually. Yeah. Where's the line there? I'm curious. I mean, you don't like doing it, but it seems like for if it's the right request and the right amount, you're able to make it happen. But I would assume there has to be a line somewhere where if somebody's asking for something that's a bridge too far, you would decline the request. Have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, most of my customers are actually not super pushy because I'm very clear. Like my, my bio was very clear. Like, this is what I do not do. Of course, you're always going to have people who, you know, ask for more. There's, there's always going to be people who ask for more, you know, whenever you're doing a really good job at anything, people are always going to ask you for more. Like, that's just how it is. And so what happens is that sometimes I'll block them if they're being super, super pushy. I've recently had to block somebody because he was being a dick. Like he's just flat out honest. I don't know if it was a language barrier, but the way he was talking to me, talking to me, messaging me was being very disrespectful. So I straight up blocked him. Um, and I do say no. I say to no people to no to people all the time. I say, I'm willing to work with you, but I don't do this. I'm willing to work with you, but you know, this is too far. Like I am willing to make a compromise, you know, and if they don't want to compromise and that's on them, it's not on me. Yeah. 
And I want to pivot a little bit now. Did you have any hesitations about doing something like this in the first place? Because I know if I were to consider launching an OnlyFans, my first concern would be, do I tell my friends and family? If I don't, what if they find out? That would give me a lot of pause. So did you have any hesitations going into this? Do you have any now? I feel like any time that you're doing anything that society seems weird, different, our society in particular, too sexy, everybody's going to have an opinion, right? So what's most important to me is that, you know, and I tell people this all the time, the people who matter don't care and the people who care, they don't matter. So my family, my friends, the people who are close to me, they all know. They all think it's awesome. I mean, my dad might not think it's awesome, but you know, <laughs> like, but he's not going to judge me. Like I'm, you know, I'm trying to make money with what I got, you know? And so, you know, I, 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 I obviously, my little sister doesn't really know, but I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell her when she gets older, you know, both of my, you know, my siblings know, you know, and the most important person is my husband. So my husband knows, and him and I, you know, we, we sat down, we had a discussion to be fair. I don't really talk to him about it. You know, like I'm not like inserting it into every single conversation that we have, like with anybody really, but we have, you know, we have had discussions about it. He, his dream, his hopes and dreams is that I can make enough money for him to retire. And so that he could be a house, <laughs> a house husband, like he wants me That's to make amazing. all the money so he doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, honesty is obviously the best policy. Having this open, honest conversation about what you're doing, I'm sure, is very helpful too in making this work between you two. And then there's always going to be people like your husband. If I were in his situation, I'd probably feel similar where I'm all I'm seeing are dollar signs. I don't <laughs> care who's seeing what as long as there's money coming in. <laughs> and I mean, for my body type in particular, everybody who sees me are gonna know that I have a big booty. You can't hide that. So might as well make money from people staring anyways. Right. Hell yeah. Because they're going to. Yeah. They're gonna anyways. (laughs) Have you ever done that trend? I've seen some people do where they put their phone in their back pocket and walk around the grocery store with their video camera going to see how many people they can capture staring at their ass. The problem is, is that you have to wear pants that have back pockets and I am a leggings Uh, girl. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that is fair. Leggings girly. Yeah, no, I've never done it, but I mean, I see it. Like you you just you, you can feel when people are looking at you. You know, you just can. And obviously, I'm not hiding. I have dark green hair. You could see me walking <laughs> in a Target a mile away. Like <laughs> So, I just like I'm like you might as well just make money with what you got. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's what we do, but with our voices. Right. Yeah, I think we need to start getting into some sexy ASMR. No, we got in trouble for <laughs> suggesting that once. Do you remember? Yeah. People were like really uncomfortable. We just can't spring it on people. So I mentioned earlier, <laughs> Patreon now has this digital uh, one time only item sales system. <laughs> yeah, one time. We can sell that for, I don't know, five bucks one time. You're just buying that. Let's see if anybody picks it up. If, <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm going to turn to the camera now because maybe Chloe can clip this. 
And when I look at the camera, that means I'm serious and have a prepared statement coming instead of talking out of my ass like I do the other 99%. If any of our listeners out there have any requests for us, not nudity, that type of thing, but if you have any requests for what we can do to sell you on our Patreon, let us know. We will consider feet. Um, everything else... I everything else you know we'll have to consider it I send it in we'll debate it on the show you can also send it in the confession form is right there I'm just gonna put it out there <laughs> you know you could do you could split screen so you could take the recording of this and then you can split screen it with the feet that I'm filming right now and you can match Ooh. up my voice with the recording and so you can see exactly what my feet like look like while we're recording and tiara we would be more than happy to provide today's video recording to you if you want to give that to to your guy seriously like if you want it (laughs) ask him if he wants to pay a little extra yeah (laughs) (laughs) pay a little extra little upsell hey i'm just trying to make some money here listen we've got this hd video now we might as well take advantage of it i knew there was a reason for this when we switched a few weeks ago (laughs) Oh, man. Well, speaking of money, we you know, that's come up a couple of times here. I'm sure a lot of people are also wondering if the income you make from your OnlyFans is fairly decent. Like, do people stay subscribed long term? Do they dip in and out? Is it in any way um, kind of like stable? So no content creation is ever going to be stable. You always have um, ebbs and flows. It's just it's a part of the business. Um, I would say that I have lots of fans who are dedicated. So who have stayed with me for a long time, have gone through, you know, life with me, right? And then I have a lot of people who uh, they come and go when they they come onto my page. And then when they see that I don't do nudity or pornography, they leave. And that's okay. You know, I have, I do have turnover just like everybody else. Uh, Is it sustainable as an actual life career right now? No, it's not. Um, For me living in the Bay Area, I have to, you know, I was doing the math. I personally, if, you know, let's say I didn't have a husband, let's say that I didn't have another job, right? I would have to make at least $5,000 a month on, you know, working on OnlyFans. For some creators, that's totally doable. But those creators are usually, you know, nude or they're doing porn. You know, they're really in the sex industry. Like that's what they do. And I am not willing to go that route, which means that I have to make my, my fan base organically. So people have to really like me, you know, they have to see, oh, this girl has like, you know, this green hair. Like, I'm sure if I had blonde hair or if I had brown hair, you know, this the girl next door, I'm not the girl next door. You know, I'm the Tim Burton character that you see, you know, in your weird movies. Like, that's just, that's who <laughs> wow, I am. That, and that's okay. Some people like that. That is a great tagline, honestly. I, do you sell yourself that way to people when they ask or... <laughs> I don't, but I do talk like people, people, you know, like, you know, cause I have, I have a very specific shape. I have really rounded hips. I have the thighs to match having a big butt. And then I have size six feet. My feet are tiny. They're itty bitty. 
So I'm like, yeah, I'm like a Tim Burton character. I have this like really rounded top and then it just ends in these points. <laughs> like these Have you ever taken advantage of the Tim Burton character filter on TikTok to really drive this point home? I haven't. I need to I do it. Like but by should. the time that I found it, the trend was over. <laughs> uh, maybe you should restart it. It's crazy how some things come back around. <laughs> but you know what, guys? Like, hosiery was never something that I ever considered before because when you see hosiery models, they're always really thin, you know, like really thin with super long legs. And I was like, well, that's clearly not me. Guys love some nice, thick, juicy, juicy thighs and, in, in tights. They love it. It's like this, this, like, this, like Mecca for them. They're like obsessed. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like worse for me. Thank goodness for the Kim Kardashian era. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That must be helpful. Yeah. To your point about, uh, you know, you have some turnover, people come and go, Patreon creators, no matter the type, see that too. But I think one of the beautiful things about subscription models for creators is that it is pretty, pretty steady income, at least for us it is. And I think for a lot of podcasters it is. Because yes, we do have that turnover. We call it churn in the Patreon world. Um, people go because maybe they just don't, they no longer like us. They no longer um, can afford it. That's the number one thing we hear when people leave, that their financial situation has changed. Maybe the credit card just goes bad. Like There's a variety of different issues, but I think largely it's been steady income for a lot of people, and it's way better than an advertising model. You came from YouTube. You know how that goes. You're, 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 you're a slave to the algorithm. Is YouTube going to show my content to people or not? on their feed. You just don't know. And with Patreon, with OnlyFans, you don't have to deal with that. With OnlyFans, you have a feed, but it's the latest post first. And it's just that simple. The same thing with Patreon. So there are many benefits, even though there there's even even though there is that turnover. How, what do you think if you were to ballpark it, like what kind of turnover do you see month to I month? I would say that in general, I my fan, like my solid fan base I don't know if this is going to be low or high. I don't know anything about this. I would say that my the people who are there all the time is 30%. Okay. And then the rest of it is is turnover. Um I have far more turnover on my paid page than I do on my free page. My free page I have almost no turnover at all. Yeah. Understandably. Like, so the people who yeah, the people who, you know, are there, they just never leave because they don't have to pay for it. Yeah. So with like podcasts and Patreon, it's a very different story. It's they estimate like five to seven percent churn per month, maybe even a little less than that. But it's very different. I think a lot of people come to OnlyFans for your types of videos, porn stars, because they're horny one afternoon, <laughs> so they <laughs> check it out and then they jerk it for less than ten minutes, according to your data, and. They <laughs> And then they're Am I wrong? Sound off in the comments if you guys think that I'm wrong. Yeah. I know. I think <laughs> no, that you're right. I, no, no, I just never thought wrong. of it. No, you're I, not, you're you not know, I think as an average, yeah. that is a safe ballpark yeah. to be giving. But I would say, I mean, I'm not an expert in this industry, but a 30% retention rate, given the point Andrew just brought up about people just kind of doing it on a whim. 
I think that speaks to a lot of success because you probably had a lot of people come based on that. Well, you had a lot of people. (laughs) You had a lot of people search you out based on that immediate need, but then they stuck around. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I just, another point to like, you know, guys were, guys were doing it to my free YouTube videos when I was just showing just clothes and I wasn't making any money off of that. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, what's amazing. It, it, I'm reminded of this through my consulting site, just connecting with people through there or podcast listeners, Patreon supporters, uh, new clients I get editing for whoever else. It is sorry to be Captain Obvious, but all this work just makes reminds me how big of a world it is out there. You may have never guessed in in your life so far that you would have people actually signing up, paying to see what you do on OnlyFans, and those never. people are out there. It's such a big world that those people exist, and you. It's still shocking to me. That people exist who want to, you know, work with me or, or find our podcast. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I what I'm trying to say is don't feel like, oh, who would to anybody listening? Don't feel like, oh, nobody would be interested in me and what I do. There's people out there who are. It's a big world. The world is very, yeah, the world is very large. A big horny world. <laughs> I remind myself all the time when I start to be down on myself and think like, Oh, you're not making, you know, this much money. You're not, you're not making as much money as this creator. And I'm like, I started from zero. I started from nothing. I had no subscribers on YouTube. I had no people on TikTok. I had like only family and friends on Instagram. You know, I started from nothing. Even when I started OnlyFans, I didn't tell anybody. You know, I was like, I didn't know if this was going to be a thing. You know, and so it's like the fact that I had gotten fans to begin with on OnlyFans was a huge deal. And now it's just like growing and growing and growing and growing. And, you know, I have to remind myself when you think that you're not good enough that look at how far you've come. It's really well said. Amen. We're going to take a quick break, but that was a great, inspiring note to leave things on. So you go check your GoPro to make sure it's still filming your feet, and we'll be right back. We're going to set up our own GoPros. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tiara, another question we wanted to ask you, and by the way, I'm loving this conversation. It's so interesting, and it's Mm -hmm, so fun. Me too. I'm so glad. Do you... (laughs) Now I'm going to put a damper on it. No. Um, do you get complaints from customers? You kind of touched on that a little bit, I think. And if so, what what are they complaining about? Anything you haven't shared yet? The number one complaint I get is about prices. Always and forever is going to be about how much you cost. Like I gently remind them that everything takes work. Everything takes time. Content creating every single aspect. And Chloe will 100% tell you this. Every single aspect of content content creation is time consuming. It is every part of it is so time consuming. So it's like that is what I have to gently tell my customers. Um, the other thing I get complaints about is um, the most recent complaint I got was I my studio. So I'm very lucky, and I have a separate space for all of my content creation. So like video, everything like that. I, I work out of the studio. 
the studio flooded in January. I live in California, you know, and the studio flooded. I, you know, half of my room was basically destroyed and I had my microphone that was sitting, I guess that the cord had, was touching the ground when there was water there. I didn't know this because by the time that I got to the studio, the water had already receded and it was just the carpet that was damp. And so I didn't know. And I had filmed a video for somebody who I was not happy to be filming this video for him. He was very rude. Um, He's actually the one that I ended up having to block at the end of the day. And he was extremely specific about what he wanted. And I do not like working for people who are so specific that I know that I'm never going to live up to their expectations. But I was like, fine, this is like the first video I'm ever going to film for him. This was probably going to be the last. Well, I had used my microphone. And when I went to go, you know, edit it, all the audio was absolute crap. It was just buzzy, like the entire time was buzzy. But he never requested audio. So I cut it. I cut the audio and I said, you know, I'm just giving him everything else that he asked for. Well, then what happens? He complains about having no audio. And I said, you didn't ask for audio. I did everything that you wanted. And this happens to me all the time where people complain just so they either I film another video for them or I feel like I have to, you know, give them some kind of discount on another video, right? Like they do it all the time. This happens to me all the time. And I, you know, and I basically sent him, I didn't re-record the video, the video. I sent him the video with the shit audio. And I said, here you go. And then I blocked him. <laughs> Good for you. I, I guess if you strip it back, this you're in a service industry kind of, right? Because you're servicing oh, people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you. Yeah. People, anybody in like a traditional service job would tell you the same thing. That it's always men that are super nitpicky, usually. Yeah. Especially towards women. Yeah. I'm sure that people have been listening. Maybe, you know, they've either joked or seriously considered getting into OnlyFans to perhaps selfie pics. That's kind of like the running joke online. So, TR, I was wondering if anybody was seriously interested in starting to create content on this platform. What are some important tips that you would give them? You know, somebody just starting out. Well, I feel like I need to preface this before we go into that. People, Going into feet is so hard. It is way harder than you think it's going to be. Feet is such an oversaturated community. Unless you have like the most perfect long feet with high arches and long toes and you can spread those toes like nobody's business, it's going to be really hard to make a fan base. And let me see if I can do that. Yeah, because your feet have to be like spectacular because everybody thinks that they can do feet, right? I got really lucky. People who came to my to my channel or, or to my page are there for the tights. And then they go, hey, I actually really like your feet. And you know, now I'm starting to get kind of those feet people, but I had to build up a fan base to begin with in order for my content to even be shown. So like that's one thing. Find another niche. You know, find and after dark, we're going to talk about this guy who asked for me to sniff my armpits. Maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> your niche. Find a niche, you know, like find something that you can do that's unique to you. And feet just might not be that. So it's going to be very, very hard to get into feet. 
But if that was the way that you wanted to go, my tips are number one, always be consistent. And then number two, always be reliable. Always, always, always. The problem, another problem that you have with feet is because everybody thinks they can do it, set up a page and put up maybe one or two pictures, a video. People find them, people like them, and then they never post ever again. And so it's like, that's your, like, you need to be consistent. You need to make the content. You need to keep putting stuff out there if you want to actually make a living from it. You're not going to be able to sell one picture of your feet and make $50,000. That's just not how it works. If it works like that for you, you got super lucky. <laughs> like, that's like, you have a horseshoe up your ass kind of lucky. Because it probably just have never to get happens. more creative than people think you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just. Yeah. You can't sew the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, what you're saying here is so true for a variety of types of creators too, right? You mentioned anybody with a subscription model, but anybody really who's a creator wants to grow their audience. Like you said, you do have to be consistent whether or not they're paying because otherwise you're not going to be able to build up an audience. You got to be reliable. You got to, like you said, find the unique niche. Like I've told people who are interested in starting a podcast you got to have a really unique angle for a show these days because there's just so many out there today. You can't just start a generic Harry Potter podcast. You got to do something really unique with it. And even then, it's going to be an uphill battle. Same thing with feet. There's so much feet content, foot content, foot content out there that how are you going to get ahead unless you're Kim Kardashian or, or, or somebody else who they already have an established audience so I think all these tips are, are things all types of creators can use because it they're all so important. And I see OnlyFans creators, Patreons, cr- Patreon creators launch a paid subscription and they're not regularly updating it. And like me as a yeah. customer, to me, that's insulting. I'm paying you monthly with the expectation you're going to be giving the benefits that you promised me up front. And th- people probably... A, don't realize that it's hard work that they're getting into. So maybe that's the reason why they're not fulfilling their promised benefits. Um, But also, they probably think they can take advantage of their customers. And maybe some can, but I think most people will not be able to do that. Yeah. No matter how horny they are. And for me also, um, you life happens, right? You know, a couple last year, I had a series of miscarriages, one right after the other, after going through IVF. It was a very, very, very hard time in my life. And I stopped posting for a little bit. You know, my studio flooded. And so I had to stop posting for a little bit. People had customs that they had ordered from me that I could not give them because I didn't have the space. But what I did is that I was super open and super communicative. And that's like a huge difference is that I didn't just leave them with nothing. I said, this is what I'm going through. You know, like life happens. I'm going through a really hard time. You know, those of you who want to continue supporting me through this hard time would love it if you stayed. Understand if you don't, um, I will co- I will be back to posting regularly. I just need time. And everybody was so nice about it because I was open and I was honest and I kept giving updates. You know, this is how I'm feeling now. This is, you know, what the studio is like now. This is, you know, how this is going. This is what that's going. And they were, they liked that. And so I actually kept pretty much everybody, you know, going through those. Great. Does OnlyFans have an option to pause billing for one month for on your side? I don't know. I've never looked into it. Patreon does. We've never used it before. But to your point, sometimes life happens. 
creators might feel guilty about not giving people content for a month, you can pause it, but you can't pause it indefinitely. It's like on monthly intervals or every three months, something like that. Yeah. But what's interesting about what you're talking about, Tiara, is you were still giving them something. Um, and that was the connection. And it, yeah. it seems to me like people feeling like they have some kind of connection to you is also a big part of the business model. You're accessible. Yeah. And I'm a human being. You know, some people see people who are kind of in this industry as not a person and um, just something to fantasize about. And I'm a human being and I'm very open and honest about the fact that I'm a human being and I'm not somebody's like imaginary girl. Like I have my own problems. I love that. And kind of on a related note, but also related to Pam's question about tips um, for anyone looking to get into this, are there any safety tips or words of caution you would bestow upon anyone looking to get into the OnlyFans game? If you think you're going to be able to hide it from absolutely everybody you know or have ever met, <laughs> that is never going to happen. If you think that you're going to be able to get into it and not tell your partner, that's not going to happen either. Everything that is on the internet is on the internet forever and somebody will find it. So make content that you are okay with putting out there on the internet because somebody will find it. And if it's something that you want to hide and it's something that you're not proud of and you're not okay with everybody seeing it, then don't put it out there. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like sending, it's like when you sent nudes to some guy who you, you know, are talking to, and then he shows all of his friends. That's exactly what it's going to be like. The person, the one person in the office is going to find you. And then everybody else in the office is going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some misconceptions about OnlyFans. Uh, we've kind of touched on this here and there, but I'm curious your opinion on this. How much of OnlyFans is actually porn or spicier content versus you mentioned podcasts at the top of this? Like, how much is actually, I don't know, maybe you can break it into, break it into thirds porn, spicier, and then like stuff anybody could really consume safely. So I'm just going to be real honest, breaking it into thirds is not going to do anything. It is 90% spicy, okay. 90%. You know, I, when, when the platform first started, it was, you know, platform like Patreon, you know, and there are, are spicy creators on Patreon, you know, that's, that's where they started. So Patreon had a more even split than you would imagine, but the way that OnlyFans has set up their paying platform, it works way better for creators like us, single person creators. But Patreon works great for podcasts and YouTube. Now, I don't even know if it works great for YouTubers, but podcasts, Patreon is a great platform for you guys. But for an individual creator who wants to sell videos to individual people and not to a mass market, OnlyFans is the best. And so therefore, you know, spicy creators have migrated over and it and it works for them but i would love to see more individual creators who are creating like just normal content cooking videos and stuff like that you know being able to sell recipes you know to individual people who ask for it i would love to see that on only fans i would love for only fans to not have this connotation that oh 
if you're on OnlyFans, you're doing porn. Because yeah. in the reality situation, that's that's not that's not every creator on there. It's a lot, but it's not every single creator. And when I tell people, oh yeah, I have an OnlyFans, then they automatically think that I'm doing porn. And they're like, what does your husband think about that? How are yeah. you okay with yourself? And I'm like, but I and I always have to preface this. I always have to say, I have an OnlyFans, but I do not sell porn. Like, Mm. I just don't. And that's like, I always have to, you know, and I have to be very careful. Like when I'm talking, if you're here, if you hear me talk like in a normal conversation, or if I'm referencing it out, I always say OF because the people who know, know, and the people who don't, don't know. Well, to bring us all home, I was actually kind of hoping that you would tell us that the, you know, rise in popularity of OnlyFans is something that you're starting to hear more people know of at least on the mainstream stage would have perhaps destigmatized uh creators that choose to use that platform at all but it doesn't sound like that's the case which is unfortunate i wish i really wish i would love to like be able to tell you oh no like you know it's totally you know people are totally flocking over there to but it's not for some reason it, it seems like there's like two camps, people, because there's really not a ton of subscription sites out there for small creators, right? Mm-hmm. You really only have OnlyFans, OnlyFans or Patreon. There's not really others that are big that people are going to, but it see, it feels to me that if I were to, if I were to get back on Patreon and I'd be like, oh, I have a Patreon, nobody would ever think that I was doing anything spicy. They'd be like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, what do you create? What is this? You know, like, is it for your YouTube? Like, what is it? And then if I would be like, oh, it's hosiery, then they'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. But when I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do OnlyFans, they automatically go, oh, do you do porn? Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, how does your husband feel? You know, like, oh, that's a little odd. Like, I totally wish it wasn't that way. You know, but now because OnlyFans is so, and I think that honestly, I think it really got ruined by some big celebrities who went onto the platform. Mm. You know, I was going to ask story. you about that yeah. too. Yeah, with I know ben, Bella Thorne was the one that really kind of that was like blew it up. I mean, yeah. she really that was a really a blow. With the celebrity angle, is it really a case of um, them purposefully promising something that they ended up not delivering on? So, like, say, full on nudity. Or is it that the general public assumed that there would be nudity involved as a result of them choosing OnlyFans as the platform? Because like, you know, the way that you described. okay, both. I think that she went on and she said, oh, I was going to do OnlyFans and oh, that there would be, you know, an expectation. Right. And Sarah, she specifically said that she was going to be fully nude or whatever. But there was an expectation set by her, by her camp, that there was going to be very, very, very spicy content. And then there was not. And then she took all of her money and left. Like that, that's the problem that it just, and that, like that incident really pushed OnlyFans into this, like, you know, household name, I feel. Well, especially given that she, you know, had been a child star and that adds a whole other layer to this too, because there were people who, 
you know, we're very excited to see this person who was now an adult potentially sharing spicy content. And there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of layers that are very fucked up when you really start yeah. digging into it. Yes. It's like the Maxim covers of the early 2000s. You remember, like, I, I, I don't know if you guys know who Christy Carlson Romano is, but she, you know, oh, she's yes. like on Disney Channel and stuff. And like she said on one of her podcasts recently that, um, when Disney Channel stars wanted to break out, they would do like the racy Maxim cover shoots where they were like scantily clad. And that's like what everybody would do at 18 and stuff. And so I guess like the 2023 version of that is maybe only fans. To- <laughs> only fans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Tiara, this has been a great discussion. I feel like we could go on, honestly, for another few hours. Um, so thank you for joining us today. We definitely have more coming in this week's edition of After Dark. But before we get into that, could you tell us where we can find you online? Yeah. So on YouTube, I am Pinup and Fantasies, although I am about to rebrand my YouTube. So on Instagram, if you want to just follow me, I am Tiara, T-I-A-R-A dot Melissa on Instagram, on TikTok. And then if you want any hosiery stuff, so on Instagram, hosiery stuff is t.melissa in hosiery, all one word. And then on OnlyFans is t.melissa in hosiery paid or t.melissa hosiery free. We'll make sure to include links in the show notes too. Yeah. Yes. Well, like Laura said, this has been so great. Thank you so much, Tiara. And we're looking forward to having you on an After Dark where you're going to share some of your wildest stories involving requests from customers and the types of content that you've been asked to make. So we're really looking forward to that. Juicy, juicy stuff, you guys. Hey, <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. It's going to be a spicy After Dark. The guy buying the feet video is going to hear it all too. Lucky him. Ooh. Lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we do this weekly after dark benefit. We are very reliable, unlike some creators <laughs> online. Every week you're getting this bonus content. Patreon.com slash millennial. We've got a free trial now if you want to um sample the content that we have. There's also a free trial available on Apple Podcasts. Both of them are seven-day free trials. And speaking of free trials or deals you can pledge for a year up front and receive a discount for pledging annually tr noted the executive producer tier that we do we just have so many benefits on our patreon because we're really grateful for support from listeners like you so thank you everybody so much now let's move to some recommendations what do you got for us laura I'm going to kick it off with a game recommendation. This is a game you can get on Steam. It's called Devour. The premise is that you are members of a cult. Um, It's an online multiplayer game, and you have to go through multiple levels where you are trying to find um, a member of your cult who has been, you know, possessed or otherwise um, incapacitated. And you have to go through a series of different um, checkpoints in order to banish, uh, the demon that is doing the possessing. It's a lot of fun. It's a little bit on the gory side. So if that freaks you out, maybe not for you, but if you like creepy shit, like I do highly recommend. I want to recommend Outlander on stars. This is one of my favorite 
television series. They're on their seventh season right now, which just picked up about maybe two or three weeks ago. I think they're on episode three now. So yeah, three weeks this week. And if you've never sat down to watch Outlander, this is a perfect time to do it because you could literally binge, you know, up to season seven and be caught up and then still keep watching season seven along with the rest of us. Um, But yeah, it's super good. Also would recommend the book series, which is very long. So if you're looking to sink your teeth into um, quite a meaty series, that would be a great one to get into too. Um, It is a historical fiction with a little bit of a sci-fi twist. So basically what happens is um, this woman named Claire from the 1940s gets transported back into 18th century Scotland and it kind of like takes off from there. Um, But yeah, it's, it's super good. It's super fun. Um, If you're into like historical romance with a little bit of a sci-fi twist, highly would recommend. So I haven't recommended this in a while, but with summer kicking off, I feel like now is a good time. I want to recommend (laughs) the song of the summer That's the song of the summer every summer. It's Cool (laughs) for the Summer by Demi Lovato. I fell in love with this song when it first came out. What has it been at this point? Six, seven years, I think. 2016, right? 2014, something like that. Yeah, that's about right then. Mm -hmm. I just think this is the perfect summer pop song. Now, Demi released a rock version this year. Anybody hear this yet? No. Of course. She also (laughs) did a rock version of Heart Attack. Oh, (laughs) This is like her new thing. Yeah. Oh, I got to say, you know, one of our listeners told me about it on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't have your name right now. But um, I I was excited to check it out. I like rock. Eh, Wasn't that great. Stick with the original. But I believe Cool for the Summer is the song of the summer every summer. Please add it to your summer playlist rotation. And Tiara, what do you got for us? All right, so since I'm a hosiery creator, I am going to give you some tights recommendations. Yeah. I know that it is summer, but just stick with me here. Um, so I'm mid-size, so all of these are good for um, people straight sizes and then you know going up to some larger sizes. So H&M has honestly some really great tights. I have not been disappointed with them yet. Snag is a huge tights community and they have some really great tights. They do come from the UK though. And so sometimes you got to wait and you have to pay for shipping. Oh, really quick. They're shipping from the US now. I just placed an order because I love Snag, but yeah, that's new though. Snag is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so if you want some super cheap tights that are actually quite good, I hate promoting them, but Shein has a brand called Charming Lady and you can get tights for like $4 from Charming Lady. And those are like the most tried and true of the Shein tights that you can get. They're really, really good. But if you want an investment pair, if you wear tights every single day and you do not want itchy legs, you don't want, you know, them sliding off of your butt, you don't want any of that stuff and you want a luxury pair of tights, Wolfords. Wolfords are by far the best, but those bitches are so expensive. They're like $50 a pair, but worth Oof. it. Do you have um, affiliate links for any of these? Because if I go buy Wolfords, then I want to make sure you get your cut, you know? <laughs> so I don't have an affiliate link for Wolford in particular. However, I do work with the tight spot and cool. um, you could just enter Tiara. So it's my name capitalized into the tight spot. You'll get 10% off your order. And the just make sure to change it to US dollars because they are based in the UK, but they have like every single brand 
you know, that you want Wolfords included. They don't have snag because snag's its own thing. Um, I also have several videos showing the tight spot tights that you can get. I really like this one called Juliana or Julia. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, that's, that's where I got them from. So you can get 10% off your entire order from the tight spot using the code Tiara. She's got a promo code. That's the sign of a real influencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do make a little cut from that. So okay. just, just letting you know. Yes. Yeah. We That's appreciate good. that we disclosure. Want, we want you to get the cut if people go yeah. to the yeah. Yeah. Now so, definitely yeah. go buy some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And full disclosure here, I've actually started, I, I mentioned to Laura and Pam a week or two ago that I think we should start getting in on the affiliate code action because we're doing recommendations every week. Yeah. Not everything we could, we can't get a referral code for everything, but for some things we definitely could. So we might start looking into that, but our opinions will still be honest. They won't be influenced by referral codes, but if we like something and we're telling you to get it, we should, we should get a little cut from that. We got a good track record though. We hear from people at least once a month when our recommendation guide goes up that they've tried something or like they were already a fan of something we talked about. So yeah. I've tried many of your recommendations so I can tell you from experience. There you go. Don't take it from us. Take it from influencer Tiara. (laughs) Take it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Again, listeners, make sure to check out all of Tiara's work. You've done great, Tiara. And thank you so much for sharing all this information and really for being an open book. You've done a great job today. And yeah, we're looking forward to having you on in After Dark. To all of the listeners out there, make sure you're following the show in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And do leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have any suggestions for what special one-time content we can sell you over <laughs> on our Patreon, write to millennialshow at gmail.com or you can use the contact form or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com and follow us on social media. We're Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then over on TikTok, we're Millennial Pod. After Dark starts in a moment for patrons and Apple Podcast subscribers. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. I'm Pamela. And I'm Tiara. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye.